0: Our scripture for this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. There will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourself. And know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Word of God for us this morning. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for being able to worship and praise your name. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house and to know, O Lord, that we are awaiting a Messiah. We ask, O Lord, that you will continue to speak to our need of you this morning, that you will add your your direction, O Lord, to my words and my thoughts. In Christ's name we pray, amen. There will be signs of the second coming. That's what the scripture is talking about here, and we know about signs, don't we? We know about signs because we see them all the time. How many of us have seen road signs? I mean, they're everywhere. You can't avoid them, right? They're everywhere you go. If you watch carefully, they give you directions on the road to help you stay safe. They try to help you get along with the other drivers if you follow them, right? And they try to keep you from running into each other. Their signs are slowing down and speeding up and merging and stopping. But you gotta know what the sign means because if you just see the sign and don't know what it means, it won't do you any good. When I was learning how to drive, I had a friend that would look at the stop signs and think they said Coca-Cola. Because they were red and white. He had a little problem reading. And so he thought just because it had the same colors as the Coke sign that that's what it was. And he would run stop signs left and right. And it was a problem. He was seeing the same sign I was seeing but he was interpreting it a different way. What about construction signs? We've seen these all over the place in Atlanta. If you've lived here for any number of days, you've seen them. I moved in 92 and there was already construction signs for the 1996 Olympics all over town. And I thought after the Olympics, surely they will slow down. Nope. You see them everywhere and what do they tell you? They tell you to watch out because things ahead have changed. They're not like you expect them. There might be a lane closed. There might be a a, a barrier on the side of the road. We might be merging into one lane. All these construction signs are important. They might be indicating that there's going to be some workers on the side of the road and you need to be careful not to run them over. And then there's directional signs. The most one of the most important ones of all. It doesn't matter where you go, you will see these, right? You know why? Because you need to know where the restroom is. Whenever you go to a gathering or an event, one of the things that they do is in the announcements, they go, bathrooms are all out to the back downstairs and out this door to the far. But why do they do that? Because you might need those services. Why do they want you to know where the exit signs are when you're in a building? Because if it catches on fire, you need to know how to get out. Directional signs are important because they point you in the right direction for what you need at the moment. And then there are the famous meteorological signs, and I hate how long that word is. Because they help us to talk about the weather. And if you've ever watched one of the evening news when they're doing the weather, they'll put all kinds of little symbols on the map. I just want to know if it's going to rain, if it's going to be cold, if I need an umbrella or don't need an umbrella. But they've got all these signs of the cold fronts and the warm fronts and the high altitude and high pressure and barometric. And I don't understand all those signs, but I understand these. You show me a cloud with little dots coming down, it's going to be rainy. You show me a cloud with slanted rain. I know what that means. We've had that before, right? Where you're trying to walk and it's kind of coming at you. And we've had the uh, little snow uh, signs, which in Atlanta means close down the city. Three snowflakes are going to fall. But we know what these signs mean, and we've learned that when you see these signs, they represent something for you that changes what you're going to do. So we know signs. So what is Jesus talking about in this scripture? He's coming to us to tell us that there will be signs of his second coming, that there will be things that we will be able to observe There will be things that we'll be able to see and experience in our world that will indicate that he is going to return. And he gives us some of those signs. He says, when you see the destruction of the temple of Jerusalem, there's your sign. When you see the sun and the moon and the stars acting strangely, there's a sign. And I love the biggest sign of all. When you look up in the clouds and you see me up there, there's your sign. We had a, a, a comedian that that was the, his, his thing. Bill Enville, this isn't his name. There's your sign. It means when you see these things, pay attention because I'm coming. And when we think about the signs that Jesus gave to his disciples, he gave them to them for a reason. If you look throughout the chapter, they were worried about what was going to happen. They were worried about the future. They were worried about what was going to happen after he died. They were worried about all of these things. And they wanted to know. They wanted to know when things that he was talking about were going to come to pass. Because when we know that there's going to be signs, then we start looking for them because we don't want to miss it. You know, we use signs every day. How many of you have gone to a birthday party and there was balloons tied to the mailbox to tell you which house it was? How many of us have worn a sticker after voting so everybody knows we voted? We use signs all the time. And Jesus says, there will be signs of the times to come, and you need to be paying attention to those signs. And then he spoke these words. He said, you know, let me give you an illustration you can relate to. And he gives them the parable of the fig tree. He says, when you see it coming into bloom, you know that spring is here, and summer will soon follow. And you know, in Georgia, for us, it's the colors How do I know that Christmas is around the corner? Because all the trees begin to change colors and you see the beautiful reds and golds and oranges everywhere in town. And you know that winter is coming. And Jesus was saying, you guys are really good at this. You've figured out that after spring comes summer. And after summer comes autumn. And after autumn comes winter. Because you have been seeing and observing the signs and when you see those it changes what you do because let's face it when it gets this time and you see these colors unless you come from the north and are one of those transplants that wears shorts every day you're wearing winter clothes And when the spring comes, you're out there playing in the dirt or outdoors, enjoying the beautiful weather. And when the summer comes, you're cranking up the AC. We know what to do. And Jesus says, when you see the signs of my return, shouldn't that change what you're doing? Shouldn't that affect what you do and what you say and how you live your life? When you know I am coming back, you need to interpret those signs and act accordingly. You see, signs are always interpreted by those who see them. And some see signs as a good sign, and some see them as a bad sign. If you were watching the football game yesterday, when you saw the quarterback get injured, you thought, that's a good sign. You were wrong. We still lost the game, if you didn't watch it, when the backup quarterback went in. And it was heartbreaking. But did you see the signs as the momentum shifted? It was terrible. It was agonizing, if you're a Georgia fan. But the signs were there. You begin to see those things and you begin to interpret them. And some of the signs are seen by some people as good and some as bad because we look at them differently. And Jesus was saying, when you start to see the signs of my return, do not panic, do not get distressed, do not get worried. It is good news that I'm coming back. It is a good sign because it means that your redemption is, it's drawing near. So be on guard and be prepared for that return. Don't be weighed down with the dissipation and drunkness of this life. Don't worry about the life situations that you face. Don't let them consume you. And don't be caught unexpectedly. And I think those three Things that Jesus is talking about there are really important because, let's face it, we do get consumed at times with worry. And we get distracted from what we need to be paying attention to. One of the greatest causes of car accidents is what? Distracted driving. You know what one of the greatest causes of people being lost is going to be? Distracted living. Living distracted by the worries and the concerns of this life and not paying attention to the signs of Jesus' return and to the signs of what Jesus has already done on the cross and already did at the manger when he came. Distracted living is going to lead so many astray. Now, I told you signs can be interpreted different ways because it depends on who's looking at them. So, there's a man that went shopping and wrote his buddies about a sign that he had seen. He was really glad that they had finally established parking for men who like to grill at his local shop. He thought, I am so glad they finally got a parking spot for me. His buddy had to break it to him that it wasn't for men who like to grill, but for pregnant women. He was convinced. He said it, but it looks just like me when I grill. You see, the signs are interpreted by us in different ways. And we need to help people to interpret the cross, to interpret Christmas, To interpret the signs of the season that we are celebrating in a Christ centered way that helps them to understand that this is not a season about just giving gifts and eating lots of food, but that it is a time to remember that God was made flesh and dwelt among us and came to save the world by giving Himself fully for us. And Jesus says, When you are remembering these things, then you will be alert. You will be in prayer, and you won't let it catch you unexpectedly. You will be prepared for my return. Because ready or not, Jesus is coming. And I'd rather be ready than not. Because the scripture says that he will appear in the clouds, and at that point, every eye will see him. And the time of his return will be then. Now earlier in the chapter, Jesus had explained that these signs cannot make us be distressed as believers. This cannot be bad news for somebody who is waiting for this return. This has to be good news. If it is not good news for you, if you get worried and anxious, if you think about the return of Jesus then you need to get right with God right now, right here today. You need to say, Lord, I want to make sure that I am right with you right now, that if you return today, I'm ready to go. Because you're not guaranteed tomorrow anyway. And this should be good news for you. Now, we've all experienced going on road trips and seeing the signs at the side of the road that tell us about food on our way, right? And if you're hungry and you're looking for a particular place and you see one of these signs, turn over to your spouse or whoever you're traveling with and you go, hey, we need to stop at exit 110 because we're going to hit that Cracker Barrel hard. We're going to get there. And you know what happens so often to us? We begin to chatter away, and we end up on the far left lane when we get to exit 110, and there's like three semis in between us and that food, and you miss your exit. And it's the worst feeling, right? Because you were looking forward to the biscuits. You were looking forward to stopping and having that good stuff. But you got distracted and you missed it because you weren't paying attention to the signs. Because you know what? There was an exit 108 and 109 that told you that 110 was coming. And if you had been paying attention to those, you would have been working your way over to the right lane. This is what Jesus is talking about. He's saying, get ready because I'm coming and you don't want to miss my return. You don't want to be caught on the far lane. You don't want to be one of those that misses it. You know, we're lucky, we're blessed in this country that if you miss the exit, there's going to be another McDonald's than the next exit. But when Jesus returns, that's it. That's the one exit you get. That's the one time you get to go. He's not going to come in multiple returns he's coming once and for all and we have to be ready for that return now for many these signs of the second coming have become like the writing on the wall they see it they know it but then they get distracted by all the things in life and then they forget about it and they begin to go about business as usual And Jesus is telling us with these words that you and I cannot afford to do that. That you and I need to stay vigilant and alert. Because it will come like a thief in the night. And it will happen before you know it. And you need to be prepared to go. Today we're beginning the season of Advent. A reminder that people were waiting for a Messiah to come. But it is also a time for us to remember that we live daily in the expectation that Jesus is going to break through the clouds one day and come to get his church. The signs of his appearing are all around us. And we have to be ready because you don't want to be the one left on the far lane. When the exit comes, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for the invitation to pay attention to the signs of your coming. I thank you, O Lord, because I know, I know that you have given us these signs so that we can be prepared, so that we can be ready, O Lord, for your return. Help us, O Lord, simply to be looking for these signs and to be paying attention to what you're doing in our world and in our lives and in the lives of our communities. And help us to be sharing the good news that these signs indicate our redemption from this life and this world, and that good things are coming for all those who believe in Jesus Christ. Help us, O Lord, simply to get right with you every single day, that we might live every day for you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. As we go back to worship, the altar is going to be open if you would like somebody to pray with you, you can come to the altar on this side from the green marker over, and if you would like to pray by yourself, you can go to the reserve spot here on the right side, but don't leave here with any doubt that you have turned over your heart to Jesus, and that if he breaks through the clouds, you're ready to go right now. Let us worship.